Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is brought to you by... No one. Okay, Kimi, that's the checkered flag. Well done. I think it's the best we could do today. We did a good race. So we need more charge. Maximum fuel saving, please. And pick up rubber. Yeah, one thing. Again, the drink pipe came loose from the formation lap. And this bit behind my back. The whole race, that filter. So I always feel so difficult to put it connected correctly. Okay, copy that. I will have a chat with the guys, see what happens. Now it's time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that has no problems getting the girls on his pole position while setting purple sectors. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your main squeeze. Coolie, aka the Coolder Bottomus, a big rotund beast snacking away on the banks of the swamp of Formula One knowledge. And if you're out and about and just happen to see my Fermi, don't be scared and frightened. Just park it on up in there as it is the Park It In My Fermi show, the number one comedy F1 podcast according to my mum with all the news, opinions, discussions, results, love triangles, beef, Bottas musical chairs and more. If it happened in Formula One and I wasn't too lazy to look it up, I'll talk about it today and you better believe it. It is episode 58. How the hell are we getting there? Are you kidding me? I've done 58 of these fucking things. And I know, I know. I'm sure you're miserable, crying away, sobbing, missing the previous 57, but never fear. Head over to the number one website that keeps its clothes on. That's parkinginmyfermate.com. 
No, I'm just kidding. We will also take our clothes off for you. Better yet, look down at that podcast listening app or device right now. You see that subscribe and follow button? Spank it. Yeah, that's it. Ooh, nice, nice. Ooh, keep going. Not too hard, not too hard. Okay, stop. You want some socials? At Parker in my firm, a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Slide into those DMs like you're Kelly PK and I'm a Formula One driver and let's have a little bit of a chat like I've had with so many of my fans before. I love when you guys reach out. It does actually brighten my day. But what are we going to talk about today? Well, the Saudi prince reassuring drivers, hey, we're all cool here in Saudi Arabia. Ferrari think they're going to go shit the bed in Hungary. Haas finally fixed Mick's seat about damn time. Will Danny Rick's problems ever be sorted? Your stat of the week and the top five races of the season so far. And we are going to be discussing the GOAT of Formula One. And just how far ahead he is of the rest of the field and anyone else's that's ever raced. So sit back, drink some vino, relax, change into something a little more comfortable. Take a picture of the front and back of your credit card and send that pic to me and enjoy the show. Now, bring it in. Uncle Cordy's going to tell you a little bit of a story now. Yes, please tell us. Okay, okay, kiddos. All right, my little muffins, calm down. You guys remember watching a uh, Tiger Woods play in the majors back in the day? Or Serena Williams. Before she started having a meltdown down and a bit of a tantrum on the court. Jordan in the 90s. And we're all blessed watching Federer, Nadal, Djokovic and Murray always make it to the semis of any major tennis tournament. It was an incredible time. And it's really hard to notice it at the time they were playing, but we were witnessing history. We were witnessing greatness, the greatest in their sports, absolutely dominating and putting on a spectacle. We almost get numb to it. We see them do it so many times that some of us start wanting them to fail. Because we feel bad about ourselves. That's why we do it. They're so perfect. I'm not. I feel like shit. Now, instead of elevating myself to their level, I want them to fail, fall down to mine. And it's pathetic. But it's what a lot of us do in society. And then, when they retire, we remember the glory times. We shower them with praise and kisses and hugs and want them to forgive us. Well, look, we are having a moment of greatness right now. Look around. Look around. I often use basketball to explain it all. It's easier because it's usually a smooth transition from one great star, one great era, to the next. Back in the 60s, it was Bill Russell's Celtics and Wilt Chamberlain then dominated. And then Julius Irving started, Dr. J. And he was great. And people were talking about Russell and Chamberlain and how no one will ever be that good. But then Bird and Magic came by. And while they were playing, we talked about Oscar Robertson, Kareem, Dr. J. And how there no way Bird and Magic will be as good as them. Then there was this kid called Michael. And he was dominating. And while he was playing, we thought he was great. But Magic and Bird just dominated the 80s. MJ couldn't even get past the Pistons in the East. But as soon as he retired the first time, he was the GOAT. They put a statue of him out the front of the Chicago Bulls arena. And he is in the US, but if he was part of the Commonwealth, I'm sure the Queen would have knighted him while he was still at the tippity top of the mountain. Well, Formula One is a bit of the same. 
There was Ant and Senna. Then some kid called Michael Schumacher. Ever heard of him? Sebastian Vettel was at the top for a little bit there, but then, and now, we have Sir Lewis Hamilton. The difference being that we are putting Lewis in that discussion for the greatest of all time, but that's not correct because it isn't even a discussion anymore. There's no one we can really compare him to now. He's that good. See, there are going to be oldies I know that still claim Dr. J and Bill Russell or Larry Bird is the greatest basketball player of all time. There are going to be some people that think Michael Schumacher or Ayrton Senna are the greatest drivers of all time, but it's over. It's a lock. Now, I'm not even a massive Lewis fanboy. I'm really not. And I personally listened to the previous episodes think he was the one that caused the crash in Silverstone. And I'm really enjoying Max taking it to him right now. But Sir Lewis Hamilton is the greatest driver this sport has ever seen. The man has been racing in Formula 1 for 15 years. He has won a race in all 15 of those years. His first season in Formula 1, he finished second in the Drivers' Championship. Senna couldn't crack top three in his first three seasons. Michael Schumacher finished 14th in his first season. Lewis Hamilton is going to win his 100th race this season. He has 99 wins at the moment in 276 races. The next on the list is Michael Schumacher with 91 wins in 308 races. So Lewis has the most championships, the most wins, the most polls, the most wins in a debut season, the most wins with one team, the most wins at the same Grand Prix twice, the most wins at a home Grand Prix, the most wins at different circuits, most wins from pole positions, most seasons with a win, most consecutive seasons with a win, most wins in a calendar month, most pole positions, most poles in a rookie season, most career points, most podiums, most points in a rookie season, most points in a season, most consecutive points finishes, most consecutive podiums, most podiums in a season, most consecutive race starts, most front row starts, youngest driver to lead a championship, most races led, most races led from start to finish, most laps led, most distance driven, most consecutive race finishes, and most pussycat dolls he has bedded in F1 history. See, there was a cricket player. And I know I've just lost all my US audience, but there was a cricket player. His name was Don Braddon. He was an Australian cricket player, played in the early 1900s, only played 52 test matches, but he averaged 99.94 runs a game. Even if you know nothing about cricket, you need to know that's impressive. The next best is Adam Voges, another Australian who averaged... 61.87 over 20 matches. Bradman was Wilt Chamberlain before Wilt Chamberlain existed. He was so good, the Queen knighted him after he retired and he was Sir Donald Bradman. Well, Lewis fucking Hamilton was knighted while still competing in the fucking sport. Know how good you have to be that the Queen has said, yeah, we've seen enough. You're too fucking elite. We're crowning you now. And it's not like he is on the back end of the sport, just treating it like a hobby, like someone else we know. But he is going out there challenging for the world title. And do I need to say it again? He got to have sex with Nicole Schwerzinger. He's the greatest of all time. 
And that's the end of it. And now, the news. News, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news. Pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. It is the pimp news, whistle man. Don't hide in the corner, whistle man. Just do your thing. Uh, we got a lot to get through today. We're going to start with story number one, which is Saudi Arabia race boss, the prince himself, Khalid bin Sultan Al Fasal, has said he's going to speak to. Well, he has spoken to the drivers over some concerns about holding a Formula One race in Saudi Arabia. Saudi GP organizer Prince Khalid bin Sultan Al Fasal said he had spoken. To several drivers at the British Grand Prix two weeks ago asked on the Monday call with select media as well whether he'd be happy to talk human rights with Hamilton in the future. The Prince said not only Lewis Hamilton, but anyone, a normal person or the media. I've met in Silverstone with a couple of drivers, won't name their names, but Lewis wasn't one of them. And they addressed their concerns. I spoke with them openly and said, listen, I'm not going to tell you anything. You come to Saudi Arabia and you see it. And if you want to come before the race, you can come and judge for yourself. The human rights is very important for us, not only regarding Formula One or not, regarding our kingdom and people who live in Saudi Arabia. I know we have maybe some different things that can happen. Other places, it's not necessarily the same here. But this is human rights, the quality of life in Saudi Arabia. This is an initiative from the government, so we work closely with F1. So we are both aligned with our mission, Saudi Arabia's mission and Formula One's obligations for human rights. So as of now, things are progressing really good between us. This is part of our strategy, Saudi Arabia. We are opening up our country. We want to prove the quality of life for anybody, for the Saudis or anyone that visits Saudi Arabia. This will help us achieve our goals. Look, they're saying the right things. All right, you can't hate him for that. He, he's the, I mean, for lack of a better term, he's the ambassador. He's he's out here. He's promoting it. He's the promoter. Hey, come, hey, come check it out. He's a tourism minister. Come check out Saudi Arabia. We're good. We're good. Off with their heads? No, 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 no not anymore. Everyone gets their heads. Everyone does. All lives matter in Saudi Arabia. Look. Do I like the fact we're going to Saudi Arabia? No. Do I think that street circuit looks like trash? Yeah. Well, we got the most turns and corners ever on the street circuit. Have you seen some of those turns? It's like you're going flat out around most of it. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. But we've had two street races so far this year. Monaco and Baku. And Baku was fucking brilliant. 50%. I'll take that any day of the week. So what do you guys think? Should we be racing in Saudi Arabia? Do you want to give it a chance? Hit me up in the socials at Parker to my firm, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Slide those DMs and I'll catch you. I'll make sure you don't hurt yourself. I've got my arms wide open. Moving on. Ferrari are realistic about Hungary. Leclerc said, I mean, it's good to be an optimist. And I think we all want to be an optimist after such a good performance in the last three races, to be honest. But on the other hand, we also we need to be realistic. We are in a good mood, but I feel like going to win, going for the win in Budapest might be a bit optimistic. So realistically, I think I'll be happy if we're just behind the two top teams. 
Budapest recently has become actually a medium to high speed track with these cars. If you look at Monaco and Baku, there are second or third gear corners, but Budapest nowadays, with these crazy high downforce cars, you have the middle sector where you are fourth or fifth gear all the time, so it's not a pure low speed track like it used to be in the past. I don't think it's going to be such a good track for us. I do think that it's a great opportunity to be right behind Red Bull and Mercedes, but downforce is still king, and we see the data from those guys are still ahead. As we saw at the British Grand Prix on the hard tyre, Lewis Hamilton had a bit more pace than us, and they should be ahead in Hungary as well. Oh, is he, do is he trying to do a Toto? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, Red Bull have won it. We're not working on the car. That's my Toto, by the way. Red Bull, no chance. No chance. I look at Lewis's pathetic driver. He go backwards. No chance to win. No chance to win. Is that what we're getting now from Charles Leclerc? I I agree. <laughs> I think you have no chance to win in Budapest. I think again. I think actually, I think Mercedes are going to have the advantage over Red Bull in Budapest. I really do. I hate to say it. Um. But I think Mercedes are the favourites. I think Lewis Hamilton is the favourite to win that race. And I actually think the McLarens are going to be ahead of both Ferraris. I think Danny Rick's going to be back into it. I'm going to do my predictions and breakdown next week, uh, later this week, on the episode for the Grand Prix. But as it stands right now, yeah, Ferrari don't have a chance. And you're completely 100% rea realistic with that one, Charles Leclerc. Still the best looking man on the grid. Moving on. Haas. Planning on fixing Schumacher's seat? What? We hope it is not crooked, the next one Gunter Steiner said. I actually spoke with Mick when we were in the factory on Tuesday and we had a little laugh about it because it came out so big. This crooked seat, that's what she said. For sure it will be ready for Hungary. If we make it on Monday, I'll, it will be ready for Hungary. But if it is crooked or not, I don't know yet. The plan is to have a straight seat in Hungary. Well, obviously. You're a Formula One team. I know you're not working on the car because you're focusing on next year. But if the driver can't even sit in the seat properly, surely this is, isn't this something the FIA need to step in and say, like, it's not safe. This driver can't sit in this seat comfortably to drive. Anyway, I'm not running the FIA yet. I've got to wait for you guys to start voting me in for that. But it's it's really got to be something they've got to sort out straight away. If If... I've missed anything out. Head over to the socials at Parker in my family. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I look forward to hearing you. Okay. Bring it in. I'm going to have another little chat with you guys. We're going to talk about relationships. A lot of you would have been in a relationship in the past if you aren't in one right now. And remember back to the first time you and your partner had sex, made love, were intimate, exploring each other's bodies. Lathering up the oils, the perfumes, the incenses. Listening to some Barry White. Or an earlier episode of Parking in My Fair Mate. Ooh, that gets me in Okay, was it perfect though? Was it everything you wanted it to be? Was it like a Riley Reed porno? Was it awkward, uncomfortable, and you have no idea what you were doing? Look, it may not have even been your first time. It may have been just the second or third or the tenth time you were with this person, but things weren't quite right. The sex was good. It was okay. But you remember that one night in a hostel in Nice with Pierre. 
or Chantel, which blew your mind and you're trying to replicate that. You want that connection. You you love this person you're with now, but you need that mind-blowing fuckery to send you into another dimension. So how do we get there? How do we make our own mind-blowing sex? How can we get it on without me thinking of Pierre in the south of France, shirtless serving me escargot while I sip on champagne in Chateau Lefuck? What we do is we talk about it. We find out what each other likes. We work on it. Did you know there's a Formula One driver who is in a new relationship this year? Daniel Ricciardo. He left his toxic partner to join McLaren. A woman who has started getting her shit together knows what she wants in life isn't too shabby on the eyes either. And they've been going at it for 10 races now. And it's been okay. But it's not mind-blowing like it was a few years ago. Not like the Red Bull days. That's what Danny Rick thinks about. How good is it back then? Yes, he was a number two driver, but, but he had his shot. I've made my coin with Renault now. I've had some wins with Red Bull, and now I want to do both at McLaren. It's okay at the moment. The fit is all right. But it's, it's only all right. It's nothing special. But we need to talk. We need to communicate. We need to find out what each other likes. We need to hit those right angles, if you know what I mean. Get that intimacy just perfect. There might not even be an issue at all. It might just be a time thing. Let's look at Lewis Hamilton in 2013. I've just been talking his praises. But 2013, that was his first year with Mercedes. He won one race that year, in Hungary, finished third another four times. But other than that, he wasn't on the podium at all. Which for any other driver, that would still be an amazing season. But Lewis, in a Mercedes, a win, five podiums altogether, horrible. But what happened? They needed time. 19 races, they felt each other out. They got to learn everything about each other. How they like to be touched, handled, caressed, stroked. And the following year, 11 wins in 19 races. Podium in every race that he finished. That's not a bad turnaround. Going from 189 points in 2013 to 384 points the following season. Danny just needs to get to know her better. She needs to get to know him too. McLaren are looking really good at the moment. In the best of the rest category. You hear that saying? The best of the rest, McLaren. The best of the rest. And the way that Lando was driving at the moment, they won't be the best of the rest for much longer. No, 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 no. They'll be the big time. Up there with Red Bull and Mercedes, messing around with some wins and challenging for the Constructors' Championship. So the whispers are getting louder and louder. Danny is trash. Danny's no good. Daniel Ricciardo can't drive. Darren is rubbish. It, this is the equivalent of your girl's friend saying to her, Remember Pierre? Remember how good the sex was with him? You could barely walk afterwards. You wouldn't shut up about it for years. Why don't you go back to Pierre? Go to the south of France. No, don't do that. Wait it out. Work on it. Explore. 
with your partner. Because from where I'm sitting, McLaren, you have it pretty good right now. Just listen to each other. Design the car for both drivers. And fuck Pierre. Fuck the south of France. Fuck Shadow Le Fuc. And now, your stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula One, stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Hoo, 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 wee. Hey, short, sharp and shiny one about hungry for you. Max has raced in Hungary six times and finished second twice. Pathetic. Lewis Hamilton has won there more times than Max has even raced there. Lewis has raced there 14 times and won eight of them. You all think this season is over? Butta butta bee, butta butta bow? There's your stat of the week. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. It was okay. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, now... It's time. Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5. This time it is the top 5 races of the season so far. There's been 10 of them. So I'm giving the cut to 10 of them. It's my, my own mini power rankings, but now it is. Cody's It's Cody's Top, top five. 5 races of the season so far. Now, there's a couple of moments from the other races I do want to bring up. Um, Monaco. I wanna, Monaco's not my top 5. Now, a lot of people hated Monaco. There was no overtaking, not even a yellow flag. First of all, there was overtaking. It was Mick Schumacher overtaking Nikita Mazepin on the opening lap. Thank you very much. Got to talk about the moments, though. Valtteri Bottas in the pits. Oh, my gosh. Hamilton not being able to get past Gasly, staring at that rear end the whole time. The drink not being connected to Kimi. Take a listen to that again. Okay, Kimi, that's the checkered flag. Well done. I think it's the best we could do today. We did a good race. So we need more charge. Maximum fuel saving, please. And pick up Robert. Yeah, one thing. Again, the drink pipe came loose in the formation lap. And it's been behind my back the whole race. That filter. So I don't know how it's been so difficult to put it connected correctly. Okay, copy that. I will have a chat with the guys, see what happens. But alas, that is enough of the ones that didn't make it. By ones, I mean the one that didn't make it. And I'm not even going to talk about the others. Although, listening to Bottas beg for a two-stop strategy and they only give him a one, and he comes forth brilliant. But anyway, here we go. Cody's Top 5. Cody's Top 5 races of the season so far. Number 5, I'm going with Austrian number 1. Styrian Grand Prix. We had the promise of rain all week. We were all getting excited. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Never happened. Never happened. And I know what you're going to be thinking. The result, why is this in the top five? Well, shut your mouth, first of all. It's my podcast. Second of all, it's not always about what the result is. 
about what happens. We had a battle with Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton, which ended with Lewis, of course, telling him how hard he raced. Take a listen to that. Hamilton is going to die down the inside at turn four, and maybe Norris's tyres are going off a little bit because Hamilton had that move done an awful lot earlier than he might have been expecting. Such a great driver, Lando. George Russell was always flirting with those points too. He got us all giddy and excited at home thinking, is this it? Are we finally going to have those Williams points? Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Fernando Alonso said, no, no, no. I'm not letting this happen. He got the overtake. Let's have a listen to that. Okay, George. Good job, mate. Good job. So that is P11. That's P11. So go in that. Uh, sorry, guys. I did everything I could. Was that enough today? It was just too quick. No, I don't apologise. That was Naga. That was really, really good. Good job. But at the end of the day, Max, that was, I think, the, one of the best. We don't talk about this enough. But that was one of the best drives from Max Verstappen. That car was so good. And he was just so incredible. Excellent work there, Max Verstappen. Steering Grand Prix winner. Absolutely smashed it out of the part too. Uh, yeah, let's listen to the celebration. They came, they saw, he conquered. Max Verstappen wins the Austrian Grand Prix. Great job, Max. Great job. Whole fastest lap race win. Wow, even better than last week. The car was on rails on every tyre. Incredible, guys. <laughs> that was clinical, Max. Fantastic. Yeah, congrats, everyone. That's just amazing. Let's keep this up. Uh, number four in... Caldi's top five. Caldi's top five, number four. We're going to go right back to the beginning. Bahrain. Kimmy on the radio. My God, he's, he is a gem. And when he retires, I'm just going to do a whole episode of playing his funniest radio messages because they're all so beautiful. <laughs> the old... Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, no, I cannot hear me. Well, why do you answer? Um, hey, look, I'm not doing it any justice. Take a listen for yourself. Let's see what Kimi Raikkonen touches to lose that front wing. Back of the car, step over the line as he picked the power up through turn two. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me, Kimi? Radio check. Radio check. If you can hear me, I need more charge. Okay, Kimi, box, box if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? No, negative, negative. I can't hear you. But I can hear you now. Yeah, box, box, if you can hear me. Still well here? No, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? No, negative. But your answer is still there. If you can hear me, Kimi, we will go directly in. Can you hear me? Check. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I'll hear, I hear you. Okay. And of course, it was race one of the year. I called it out to be one of the most boring races, and I was happily wrong because we had a scrap between Hamilton and Max. Oh my gosh, track limits got involved. Five second penalty maybe got involved. Well, they didn't give one in the end because Max gave the spot up again. And it came down to the wire with Hamilton beating Max out at the very end. Let's take a listen to all of that. Hamilton's gonna force Verstappen the long way round. By the time they get to the corner, he's about a third of a car in front. By the time they get out of the corner, he's a whole car in front. Max Verstappen is ahead of Lewis Hamilton. So we're taking the outside, the track. Okay, for the moment, let Lewis through. Let Lewis through. 
Sir Lewis Hamilton as he is now, crosses the line and wins the Bahrain Grand Prix. Get in there, Lewis. What a job, mate. What a race. Amazing. All right, guys. Amazing job. I'm so grateful. Everyone back in the factory, everyone working so hard. I know it's, we're not quick enough. We managed to do it, and that's teamwork. Crazy, absolutely crazy race there, Lewis. Such an awesome job, mate. Still got it, Bono. Yeah, not bad for an old man. Why don't you just let me go, man? I could have easily pulled those five seconds. I prefer to lose uh, a win like that than be second like this. Yeah, we had the instruction from race control, unfortunately, Max. But uh, that was a hell of a drive you put there. Number three on... Caldi's top, top five races of 2021 season so far. I'm going to go to Imola. Italiano. It's a wet weather circuit, baby. Like, first and only. It's actually been the only wet weather we've had all season long. Max, again, was dominant. But I'm not going to talk about Max. He went on, got the nice win. Let's talk about... A few other things. Norris. Lando Norris in qualifying first. He sets an incredible lap time that gets deleted. But that was really the first time we said, hold on a second. Uh, what's this McLaren doing? It shouldn't be going that fast. Unbelievable qualifying time. Gets it deleted, unfortunately. George Russell is in too much of a uh, hurry to get into that Mercedes. He gets tangled up with Bottas, who still cannot handle any wet weather. How? How are you no good in the wet? You're from Finland. It's not dry all year there. There is some moisture. I've seen the pictures. Let's take a listen to what happened between those two. We're going to get a safety car now because that's Valtteri Bottas and George Russell who are out of this race. What the f was he doing? Honestly. See a f for what? What the f Are you okay, Valtteri? <laughs> Big one. All good. Oh, yellow, where you are. Watch, yeah, watch what they bring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got sprayed with all kind of... It's gonna be... Safety Okay, Kenny, your safety car window is closed. Safety car, Odyssey, and work on your brakes and tires. And there is a lot of debris on the track. I know, because it just happened. I know. Oh, no. My car is full of Oh no, we are checking the tire. Okay, well, I'm, I'm with you, don't worry, we're checking. Oh, a few naughty words there, and with the cost cap, think of the damage that took place there. Ooh, wee. Hamilton then also went off the track as well. He uh, then had to reverse onto the track. Automatic disqualification for anyone else anywhere in the world, unless you're Sir Lewis Hamilton who can get away with it. And you guys think I'm a Hamilton fanboy? No, no, no. He got away with it big time then. But what I am going to praise is the fact that he went off in the wet conditions, got back onto the track, had a little pit stop, still went on and dominated. That kid can drive. That kid can drive. Max went on to win the race. Let's take a listen to him cross the line. To a man who's never won in Italy before and who wins the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix this afternoon. Max Verstappen takes victory in Italy and it was a victory by a long, long margin. Okay, Max, great work. 
Saturday. It's not always all about a Saturday. <laughs> yes! Well, that was uh, tricky out there, but great job, guys. You managed that really well. <laughs> Thank you. Mega job, Max. Mega, mega job. Great. Uh, difficult afternoon, but you nailed it. Well done. Yeah, I'm very happy with that. Number two, it was only a couple of weeks ago, Silverstone British Grand Prix. We got the first sprint race. It was a, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's all right. But opening race, that opening lap at Silverstone. Oh my gosh, that crash. Those two, watching, I could watch Max and Lewis just do that opening lap over and over again. That was so good to watch. Take a listen to the crash. Hamilton's going to try again, this time on the inside, a continent touch! Verstappen is out of the race and that's a big crash into Cobbs! Well, safety car, safety car, keep the Delta positive. Let's know what you need. Just turned in on me. Is Max okay? Uh, he's out of the car. And then we finally got, as a result, some sassy Michael Massey on the radio as well. Again, last episode, I did play a little bit for you, but I'm going to play it in full this time. This is Toto and Christian Horner giving Michael Massey a call. Michael, have you got a minute? Hello. Yeah, Michael, look, that corner, he was never anywhere near alongside. Every driver that's driven to this circuit knows you do not stick a wheel up the inside of Cops. And it was 100% Max's corner. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, full blame lays on Hamilton, who should never have been in that position. So uh, I hope you're going to deal with it appropriately. Understood, Christian. That's why it's just gone up now that things have calmed down for a second as under investigation by the stewards. Michael, this is Toto. Go ahead, Toto. Uh, Michael, I just sent you an email um, with the diagrams where the car should be. Did you receive that? Uh, Toto, I don't uh, access my emails during a race deliberately because I concentrate on the race. Uh, yeah, then you should maybe look at this because there is something with the rules I'm coming up. But we can't take it away from Sir Lewis Hamilton. 99th career win. Eighth. British Grand Prix win, win at Silverstone. In incredible stuff, take a listen to him. Hamilton has picked up the reins since the restart. He's chased down the prancing horse. He chases the checkered flag. He wins the British Grand Prix for an eighth time here at Silverstone. Yes, get in there Lewis, man. What an amazing drive, an amazing day. Hats off to you there, mate. That was just epic, absolutely. First class. There's James. Well, I make fantastic drive. What a great job, guys! This goes to everyone back at the team and the factories. Thank you so much for continuing to push this year. I'm so inspired by you guys. There's a long way to go, but let's keep pushing, guys. I believe in you. Louis, we never give up. We never give up. This is still on. Damn right. Damn right. And the number one in... Coldies Top 5. Coldies Top 5 races of the season so far. We've got to go with Baku. It was everything. It was... And you know how I was talking about Max dominating in the steering Grand Prix? Max, Max could do no wrong in Baku. That race, perfect. And they still did no wrong. A two-second pit stop... Extending the lead, overtaking the people, uh, the Ferrari that qualified ahead of him. It, it was just so easy. He looks so good. Oh, but then all of a sudden the tire explodes and he crashes. Take a listen. Oh, and that's Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen on the main straight, leading this race, now out of this race. 
Okay, so that brings out a red flag. Well, we're going to have ourselves a mini sprint race here. This is our, this is our first little taste at a sprint race right here. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh, how much did you see those buttons? See those buttons on the steering wheel? Yeah, don't press some of them. You can press a lot, but just not all of them. you got to remember that this is a marathon, not a sprint. So you've got to be measured and how aggressive you go. Yeah, copy Lewis. Absolutely agree, Lewis. Perez on pole, Hamilton alongside him on the front row, Perez gets away well, Hamilton will wheel spin, Sebastian Vettel is coming at them as well, Perez tries to cut off Hamilton, oh! who locks up and goes straight on, Perez leads from Sebastian Vettel and then comes Pierre Gasly and Charles Leclerc and Hamilton has gone from second in the race to falling out of the point. Oh, I'm so sorry guys. Yeah, don't sweat it Lewis, don't sweat it. Perez... You magnificent bastard. You just sat back, watched it happen in front of you, and then just went on for that first victory royale of the year. Well done, Sergio Perez. Let's take a listen. Sergio Perez wins the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Well done, Sergio. Well done. Thank you for finishing that off for us. Great job. This is for you guys. Stop the car. Fantastic Stop the car. Job. Stop the car. Someone can exit. So they were Cody's top five races of the year so far. Steering Grand Prix at number five, Bahrain number four, Imola number three, Silverstone British Grand Prix number two, and Baku Azerbaijan number one on Cody's top five. Now, do you agree with me? Hit me up on the socials at Parker in my Fermate, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'll be there. Let me know if you guys have them in different orders or if they're not even in the top five at all. Let me know. All right, my precious little muffins. That is episode 58 done and dusted. But don't sit back. It's only a couple of days before episode 59 comes at you. Smacks you in the face. Prepare yourself. Wear protection. Double bag. No, not like that. Come on. I'm talking about... The Hungarian Grand Prix is coming up this weekend. We need to talk everything that's going to happen. Mercedes going to dominate like they have forever? Or is Red Bull bouncing back? I don't know. I don't know, but Cordy's predictions will be there to break down everything, session by session, of what's going to happen. So make sure you head over to parkitinmyfairmate.com if you've missed out on any of the previous episodes. Subscribe and follow on the podcast listening app of your choice. So you never miss out again. You get to hear my sexy, soothing sounds two times a week as we get the last race out of the way before the summer break. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.